Big Cali world all the time, extra lit, extra lit, extra lit. Big Cali world all the time, extra lit, extra lit, extra lit. Here, I'll give you a proper intro, okay? Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Ready? Nah, right. you don't have to. It's the man with the plan. I ain't Clark Kent, but some of the ladies do call me Superman. It's your boy, Big Cali. You know, it's funny. All our friends laugh every time I do this. Like, I can never do a normal laugh thing because it's two goes right Sorry, in, bro. right? Mm. I'm going to go in. Hold on. Here we go. I got to get, get on my big boy swag. <clears throat> this is my humble attempt to get on Power 106. So I have to have a continuous, like, drop. So they can keep dropping it and dropping it like after like Nissan commercials and shit. <laughs> yeah, you we gotta turn the AC off so there's no. No, that's no okay. Sound. No, it's I'm okay. Just These good ass mics, bro. Shout out Productive yeah. Culture. They make sure the mics is great. We can have AC. We can smoke. We can do anything mm -hmm. with Productive Culture. With that being said, it's the man with the plan. I ain't Clark Kemp. Some of the ladies do call me Superman. It's your boy Big Cali. I'm feeling good, feeling great as usual. Coming at you with another episode. And today I have a very, very good friend of mine on the episode. First off, when I say mentor, like, I, it ain't too many people I can say literally taught me very lots of different techniques in okay. DJing. Let's just start mm. there. Techniques and how to mm. use vinyl in DJing. Mm -hmm. I would say that when DJing, like teaching me different transitions, not having to spin out, you know, like different things I was doing in my beginning stages. This man is... Uh, innovator, dope producer, DJ, graphic mm -hmm. artist, yes. painter, mm -hmm. graffiti artist. That's right. Designer. Mm -hmm. That too. <laughs> These are all legit. Filmmaker. All I don't know. What, what else you did? Clothing mm -hmm. design? You ever did clothing? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. <laughs> I love you. No, nah, I was going to look because usually I'm wearing something, something that I made, but I'm like, You know, this yeah, is the I most do, chillest. This is the most chillest I think I've seen you actually dress. And I love it. <laughs> Usually you had the big dope pants, the, the dope <laughs> pants, the res is big, like when you wore it in the club. Oh yeah, those uh they're like Jinko uh the rare ones, bro. No, it's all rave, rare Raver shit. pants. Uh the raver pants. Hella big. You can't even see my foot. I'm a size 11 and a half. It goes <laughs> over my foot. Like little trolls could be in each of my legs. You wouldn't even know. <laughs> That's so lit. <laughs> they're really big, but it's like from Raver, Raver Graph, uh skater culture from the 90s, you know? So that's very um, hey for people that don't know where I where where I was from era wise. Yeah. Word, that's where it started. Yeah. Oh, for people that don't know, this is Demon Slayer. You yes. already know what it is, man. What's up? Welcome to Big Cali World. I'm in Big Cali World. <laughs> Welcome, brother. What's now, up, my dude? Bro, man. Yes. So, mm. like you were saying, the skater, that them big Jinko pants, that yeah. era of look and style, that's where would you say it kind of originated from your whole style? Oh, my whole style? Uh, no, my my whole style is because uh, it's very well, rare. If you look throughout the picture, <clears throat> just in your style alone, we're gonna see what your style life, is. We're gonna break rare. it down and we're gonna break it yes. down in sections. We're gonna start the style. Oh shit! Okay, okay. I like that. <laughs> All mm. right, so your mm. style, like, bro, love the outline, um, <laughs> the curriculum. The, yes, yeah, my style. So it's a mix, I guess. Of uh, well, I grew up in SoCal and Riverside. Ah, e. Shout out to I, and you know what it is. lived in Asia, Vietnam for the last, you know, 12 years. And Bro, I came back to L.A. So it's pretty rare, pretty rare. <laughs> but maybe not, you know, I don't know. <clears throat> How is um, that? Because, you know, we're only limited by our perception, you know? What could be rare to us right. is not rare to, to man's right next, you know? But, you know, too generalizing. 
No, 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 no. You're definitely right because I definitely think that's still rare though that you lived in Vietnam. I'm okay, though. So oh, okay. yeah. If I no, name 20 different is, people, yeah. like from you live from the IE to a whole <laughs> other country to Vietnam. Yeah, no, but I traveled before that and like lived in some other spots before that too. So like traveling. What were you doing? Like, were you on tour? <laughs> I was I was making my you gotta own realize, tour. People don't was, understand. This sounds so oh, yeah, tight. That's true. Because I know. Just yeah. because you talked to me over the past few years, but that's why I want you on the show because literally your story isn't very conventional, bro. Yeah. But when it comes to artists, people who are visionary, people who go about pushing this culture forward, especially in Los Angeles to the Inland Empire, just for what I know, you're definitely a staple in that, bro. Like, oh, yeah. Trust me, people know that. You've been doing it yeah. for how many years now? It's just an art, period. Yeah, yeah, for a long time, over two decades. I've I've actually started to accept that staple part, you know, because before I'd be like, nah, I'm I'm Talk just your shit, bro. I'm just me doing stuff and I'm still just me doing my stuff, but I can acknowledge what the ripples or the whatever it has in the community or around me, you know. So yeah. I don't have to deny that. Cause like being able to like accept a compliment is is pretty it's weird because like your first thought is like nah yeah you know someone's like you're so dope you're either like yeah facts or like yeah I guess I am like <laughs> no, you know shit. but now I'm like holy shit, shit I'm fucking dope talk your shit like dude like okay like you want to battle like I know I'm dope you know like hey, Michael Jordan still calls out Magic Johnson he did he literally wow. called him out at the All Star game he was like yo where your shoes at you got your shoes. Still. Niggas can still do it. If you, once you know you the shit, but look. That's true. You say you put in two decades of work, bro. You're yeah, not that true. old, bro. <laughs> like, so yeah. that means majority of your life you've been dedicating to the art. So yeah. what was like your first sword? What was your first art? What, did you start off drawing? Uh, did you start yeah. off with music? Like, Yeah, I started drawing when I was like, as when I, I as far back as I can remember, you know, like holding a pencil. Damn. And I drew all my life and like would just always draw. I'd be drawing all the time. I. In middle school, I'd show up to like the gangster party with the fucking sketchbook, dude, and like Damn. draw in the corner. And it was, it was like. This in the IE? It was weird. Yeah, in the IE, like in Moval, in fucking La Sierra, uh, Riverside. But Damn. like I was just drawing my whole life. And then, you know, following that path, the path of uh, creative output. And it's, it's a part of me. So whatever I do, it's gonna show itself. Right. So naturally, you know, you get older, you gotta make more money and like have a career, blah, blah, future adult stuff. So all the creativity transferred into that style. So that's when I went into like uh, as an art director in like, you know, advertising and creative agencies. That's when I started doing more, uh, working with corporations and stuff, like doing stuff for Samsung, McDonald's, Coca-Cola, all that. How old were you when you were doing that? Was I 29 ish, 28 or something? Is when I started. I'm 39 now, dude. It's gonna be my birthday next week. Let's go. I want to be 40. Yeah, that blows my mind. What are you doing for your 40th, bro? Um, I'm just selling, just happy I'm alive, you know, like fucking. And uh, when's your birthday? April 16th. Oh, yeah. So, so by the time, yeah. yeah, by the time this come out, yeah, it'll be, oh, wait, Coachella, like first yeah, week of Coachella? Yeah, first week of Coachella. I won't be there. I'll probably chill with my family. That's what I usually do. Okay. Um, but, you know, all the friends and stuff is like, you know. We all work we here. All, 
we're gonna celebrate. We celebrate every day, but we do. Now, but forty, we gotta do. Are you doing a body high? It's April. The April one is April eighth, which is this Friday. So, and for people that don't know, body high, because we, you know, we're gonna bounce around, but it's real. Body high is a party that you throw. With, yeah. Oh, we just yeah. changed the name to Body Heat. It's Body Heat now. Body Heat. Yeah. So is that an exclusive? Like, just, you no, because um, no, because like, dude. So uh, I never, I never told this before, but there was um, so we had a couple different names like Body Language, Body Heat, Body High. And then uh, Jimmy and I, Yimbo, ended up on Body High. Shout out Yimbo Yankins. Yimbo Yankins. And then we dropped it and then um, did the first party. Then I was like, oh shit, fuck, I forgot. There was a Seminole LA house label called Body High. And I'm like, oh, but they're shit. deactivated. They're not, they haven't dropped anything in a while. That's why I forgot about them. I was like, oh damn. And I was like thinking like, well, I guess it's okay. We're just doing a party. Is obviously we're different, you know. But the more I thought about it, I was like, oh no, I gotta, um, you know, respect respect that, you know. So then we switch it to body heat. So That's like lit. gladly, like respectfully. No, body you know heat's hard. Body it's heat's funny. tight. No, body heat's hard. Body heat's hard. But either way, the party's tight. It's like it's like definitely house music, but it's like different type of. It's not just house music. Yeah. It's like all types of upbeat body movement. You could play like you know G funk. From the 90s, right. you know, to like, you know, straight up Detroit house music. Is that what you, you know, grew up you listening do. around? Like that kind of music in your household? Uh, I grew up listening to all types of music. Um, that's probably why my style is a mix of all that stuff, you know. Right. Back. But uh, I grew up like, as like a kid, you know, like I had a older, so my family, my parents and grandparents and all that stuff came from Vietnam, you know, and the the late 70s 80s Damn. so i'm the first gen which means i'm say, the first, first one yeah, first yeah. one born in america <clears throat> so yeah. growing up i got to deal with both cultures you know it was a trip uh because you know the vietnamese household is not like american household right there's different ways of doing things there's like values What's like are some similar of the different but, similarities you would say um, like that that was like at least growing up that was like majorly different from like I guess you know, normal we, pop culture or America. Uh, like culture. we'd always had to eat together, like at dinner time and lunchtime, and there'd always be like a whole system. Like <laughs> the young kids would have to wash the dishes and like all this stuff, you know, or like taking the shoes off, you know, in the house. No, like, that's for sure a thing. Um, no, I know that a lot of my homies. My like my parents were like, <laughs> you can't have any friends. Basically, you just after school there's more school, and when you're done with that type of school, there's some other type of school. Yo, just always. That's so deep. That's too much. Yo, it's so obedient, bro. Like, cause and they're Catholic too, you know. Come so on, it's like bro. praying and school. What? I'm like, bro. No wonder I was drawn all the time. Like, here we yeah, go. Yeah, I want to say so, this whole time you're just going some in. prayers. Like, it was like, like we prayed every day, dude. Like, got in the car. My grandparents are so Catholic. Like, we get in the car, pray <laughs> on the way to church. We're praying <laughs> on the way home from church. We're praying. Hey, bro. And then when we're done praying, then we talk and hang out, you know? But it's prayer first. It's a lot of good prayer. You, you make you sure know? the prayer gets in there. But it's like the rosary prayers, you know? So they're just reading yeah. off, like, you know? So I'm just like, as a kid, like... And this is how you... This is your basically your whole upbringing with going... Yeah, it was really Catholic, dude. Uh, and very Vietnamese. And like, oh, dude, it was just... The struggles. But it really made me who I am, you know? And going back to Vietnam... Yeah. 
I understood more of why my parents were like that. Because right. at first I was like, you guys are out of your damn mind. Like, why are you so strict? <laughs> yeah. Why can't I go to the mall after school? Yeah. It's because that time was gangster time, bro. Everyone was getting shot and killed. Mm. And you know, I dressed like a gangster. You know, Girl, like you're saying the Jinko Jean, you know, the, the whole the, well, no, that was skater raver culture, but gotcha. I was that and you know, the gangster leaning. Movie. I'm not gonna call myself a gangster. No, but you're but but gangster leaning, you know. Got you, but like you my friends were, you know, my my cousins, you know, like all of them. Real shit. You know, so I think a lot of us are. We could say that in that oh, yeah. so we grew up, especially if we grew up in the inland empire in like yeah. the 90s too. Like 90s, 90s IE, 90s LA. That was a scare. Uh, that was like GTA, bro. That's what GTA is based <laughs> off of. The 90s, right? 90s is SoCal. 90s SoCal is deep. Shit. And you're, and then, so, so Chronic's coming out. Doggy Style's out. Yeah. Wu-Tang's dropping. Easy E's, like, you know, like, no, not easy. Too Short, you know, DJ Quick. Man, that era. <laughs> it's crazy to did that era, nah. Selly Cell, you know, Damn. the Bloods and Crips CDs. The Banging on Wax. Yeah. Yeah, when Why they was had, that um, allowed? Paru Love, R.P. Bloody Mary. That's a, that's a, definitely a blood anthem. If you look that up, it's definitely Paru Love. They rapped on the Computer Love beat. Damn. And she shot it out every blood hood all in L.A. Oh, I think I, I vaguely remember. No, that. I feel like we played it at Jimbo's yeah. house. I feel like it was all of us oh, listening yeah. to it. We randomly, our brand was like, yo, this is one of the most hooded songs in the world. Mm, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, bro. So how did you start getting into graffiti art? And like, where did that start coming with? Because technically mm. in that world, wouldn't that be, I mean, a strong Catholic household, that's almost like against everything y'all Yo, like. Like my, vandalism, technically, even though it's art, even though it's art. But according to the, you know, peoples at that time, you know, that wasn't the way. But a lot of our greatest artists came from that, especially Los Angeles. Like I watched a whole documentary um, about uh, Mr. Cartoon and what's my man's, oh, come on. I shouldn't know, I'm fucking spassing out. My other dude who took all the pictures with Cypress Hill. He was like a DJ. Oh, Esteban yes. Royal? Yes. Yeah. Watched a whole documentary about that. Super OG. And they were talking about all how that art literally influenced LA, you know, influenced yeah. the culture, hip hop, all that. Everybody well, they was were doing. They were representing the culture that was in LA, you know? So, so for you, it was like where you were, because it had to be around the same time, especially this is like late Oh, no, they're early. like, they're like the generation, um, like older above me a little bit, but yeah, no. So for, man, I don't even know. Oh, dude. Okay. Damn. I just recalled my first graffiti memory. It's been a oh. while since. <laughs> That's lit. Oh my God. I can't believe that shit happened. Yo. So. <laughs> I gotta know. You can't just start off with that. Bro. So I was in third grade and damn. my homie Steven Anaya was like, hey. And I was like, what's up? We were chilling by the slides. Like, I guess in elementary school, you have areas that you chill with in different grades, you know, and different people. So like in third grade for us, a big portion of it was by this slide. Yeah. It was metal. And he was like, yo, have you heard about this thing? I was like, <laughs> what? What thing, bro? And he's like tagging. And I'm like, what's tagging? And he's like, you just write your name on stuff. Like, like they don't allow it. You just write your name on it and then like leave, you know, and that's it. And I'm like, what? So you just like, you just show up and write write your name. He's like, yeah, and you make your name up. I'm like, damn. That's <laughs> sick. Let's tag this slide. That quick, so you're then, just like with it. Like, boom. Yeah, I'm like, that sounds like a great idea to me. Because, like, I draw, <laughs> you know, and, like, I already draw mm. letters and names and all this stuff. So, I'm like, 
why not draw on stuff too? That's, yeah. that's dope. And other right. people can see it. So, but graffiti, like a lot of people don't know this. He's not in graffiti culture is there's lots of different types of graffiti, like um, areas, like, you know, like, let's say like rap, right? There's different styles of rap. Not everyone's super lyrical. So what's the different styles of graffiti so, art that like the most layman's quickest? So I'm sure it's deep. Um, like, I know you, but like. It's super deep, but I'll try it. Like, it's like. Um, like the lettering or is it like the So first there's lettering? just tagging, right? That's like, just like letters. Um, letters where it's like, it's not multiple colors. It's just like line. Yeah. Like, you know, if one spray can yeah. thing. So that's tagging and people tag their crew, their name, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, graffiti actually started very political because it was anti, uh, you know, like back in the shit. day. It was, yeah, it was all, that's how people protest back in the day. They just write their shit on the wall. Makes sense. You know, like, fuck the like peace, police. Peace, love, like around you know, the, Viet, like or the like, Vietnam War, like all that. Yeah, the, or like, you know, resist there. this fascist dictator, right. blah, blah, blah. Right. Or, uh, you know, right now it's like Google, you know, Los Angeles Sheriff Department gangs, you know. Yo, like, I'll be seeing shit that be like, crypto this is the way to go, or like, don't do this, or... Forget this person or... The, oh, a they, lot of those... Now, a lot of those are corporate. The corporations that come in and they're like, yo, we could pay taggers to tag stop, our fucking bro. thing. Yeah, bro. What? Taggers be getting paid, dog. Like, That's where it's been went now? It, yeah, it's been like that for a few years now. You know, like movies do it. Like, they're we're about to drop this movie. Here's, you know, two racks. Go hit the shit up. So the writer, you know, is what is called a tag person that has his writers like, sure, like... I. I'm already doing illegal shit anyway, like yeah, writing my name. Might as well get some no, that makes sense. cheddar for it. You know? Damn. So it's really it gets it gets deep. No, but, I get it. So, so like, yeah, so tagging is one thing, just like writing stuff. Right. And then um, there's like you know the pieces that you see on the wall with multiple colors. Right. Looking like that's the shit that looks fire. Yeah. So like, that's especially like downtown, like that whole area is downtown. You yeah. just see dummy walls, like hella painted, hella yeah. like. But in there, there's there's a difference between street art and like graffiti production mm. style or like graffiti style productions, you know? Cause it's only graffiti if it's illegal. So if it's not illegal, if someone's getting paid, if you're getting paid for it, it's not graffiti. Yeah. You're doing graffiti style work. That's how it is in how, how like, you know, a lot of like old heads feel about graffiti. Cause in graffiti, there's like old heads. Then there's new kids who like, Break all the tradition and law shit, you know? I'm just getting carried away. So no, I need to, bro. I need please, to reel no. it back. First off, this is the podcast, bro. I want, people, yeah, I want yeah. you to talk because literally your mind, the way you think and the way you do things and the way you came to what you do is interesting as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you yeah. understand. It's like a fucking movie, bro. It's really weird, man. Now yeah. that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, this shit is, I'm kind of weird. <laughs> but dope. No, I'm just kidding. Nah, nah. So you were telling nah, me about the um, different kind of arts and graffiti yeah. like that. You're saying art production, graffiti production. Yeah. You're saying the differences between that like that. So yeah, so in graffiti, street art, kind of subculture, like there's many different um, styles of it. There's like just tagging and in tagging, there there's separate genres too. Like there's gang graffiti. And these guys are gangsters who tag, like, their gang and, you know, they're set on the walls. They don't care about art or, like, graffiti culture or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Then there's the taggers who 
they tag and they do the graffiti production mural type of stuff too. Because That's what I see. Tagging is part of, for me, I believe like this is like old head philosophy as well, like traditional graffiti. Like I believe that in graffiti, like to be well rounded, you know? So you're good at tagging, you're good at throws. So throws is up from tagging. It's like the bubble letters and like simple letters that right. you can read. Right. Like, but they're, you know, they're colored What's in. What's the shit that's hella complex? It's like looks, but you can see his words and letters, but it's just hella shit in it. So, so those are it. like pieces or productions. Production. So a piece is like multiple colored. Maybe you spend a day on it. It has like a color palette, like a theme, maybe some characters. Maybe you and your friends do pieces next to each other, which is then called a production. You know, like, you know, people would be doing like themed productions. Like here's a Halloween theme and like, some graffiti Wait, this pieces. this is really like organized this like this. Like they know like. It's some people. Like, I thought it was just like a free for all kind of situation. Sometimes it's free for all. Some Most of the time it's like thought out like. And it depends on the crew and the people too. Yeah. Some people, some crews are really loose about it. Like, hey, these are the colors. This is the theme. Let's get down. How some do people, people are like. How from that though? Because you say you, you took that from graffiti art and you start working with a lot of companies and doing design and marketing. So like how'd you end up like switching that over to that? And even going into uh, like your music production is always. I think because I, I didn't just do graffiti, I just I did like everything at at once all the Gosh. time. So, oh, so I think you're just in it, like every yeah. So way. I'm yeah, which you know back then like is not wasn't uncommon. You know, like a lot of everyone else like painted graffiti, made music, made clothes, <laughs> right. DJ like rapped. You know, so I felt like I was just doing the thing that everyone else was doing. You yeah. know. But then, like, now that I think about it, I'm like, wow, like, it's, like, a different style of doing things now, you know? So, I feel really grateful for my skill set and knowledge in right. each of the things, you know? Because that's that's how my style is reflected, you know? It's, like, it, all it, these little yeah, bits yeah. of… That's crazy. All this other shit. And then it's just different elements of everything, almost like a gumbo or, like, some yeah. kind of, like, fire-ass yeah. meal. It's just every different little piece of this, little piece of that. And that's why… Your shit's so eclectic because even in your DJ sets, bro, like you don't yeah, play exactly in my DJ sets. More, like you don't play. You play normal style. Like that's the thing. Like people, like I know a lot of people probably heard a lot of your eclectic set, but I mean, you've DJ straight trap for three hours, real yeah. Gucci Mane, like yeah. hella ATL yep. shit. Yeah. But then you also can play like a whole house set. Yeah. Like the where you just dropped the uh, V Wave. Yes. Yeah, like that yeah. kind of shit, man. Yeah, and that took that's like a it's like a skill, you know, because DJing is like a sport. So it's like triathlon or like whatever type of combo sports you want to build. So yeah, you know, like it started because I played some house shit, and I was like, damn, this shit sounds whack. Like I gotta like level up. How are we? You when know, you first started DJing, sixteen. But when I started, I wasn't even mixing songs. I was just using it as an instrument, like scratching. Uh -huh. Like I was just scratching all day. Cause like So you just started off scratching? Yeah, because I, I found Cuber and like Scratch Pickle VHS and I was like, scratching is crazy. And like I just I just was scratching and buying scratch records. So scratch records, they don't have songs. Yeah, it's just they like just instrumentals have sounds. Kinda... Yeah, instrumentals and also little sound effects on it. You Got know, like you. like over here. Yeah. And then it would oh, yeah, just be yeah, yeah. 10 minutes of those sounds and you would find one that, that you, you liked and, and, you know, scratch so with it. So you scratch that over music or you just scratch between even the sounds? Yeah, like over, you know, over instrumentals. So we would find like hip hop uh, singles with 
acapella and instrumental on them. Because back then, like, beat music wasn't, like, that big. So there wasn't, like… Now you could just go and find beats. Instrumental right. beats everywhere. No, that's everywhere. what I was going to say. That's all I you know? would do. I know just a simple… I'll go into a DJ pool and I'm in there. Like, I could find some break beats or yeah. any kind of things like that. Yeah, but back then, like, we would have to scratch this over… Uh, were you crate? Like, were you crate digging at that time? Oh, yeah. Like, that's what it was about. It was just, like, nerdy, like, scratching, crate digging for old breaks, old jazz stuff. Like, we've been to first, some sketchy record stores in San Bernardino. Do you remember? Oh, I know that's vinyl, a deep one. Well, like vinyl-wise… Vinyl, you bought with your money. Vinyl-wise. And then we can go first album, period, you I, bought. Or anything. I remember the couple first vinyl about Because, like… Growing, when I first started getting into DJing, like, a lot of my older aunties and uncles were getting rid of their vinyl. And, like, they're just like, oh, can you take it? And I'm like, hell yeah. So I inherited all their shit. Damn, so at the gate, you just came up with a collection? Yeah. And um, <laughs> it was, like, disco, like, rock, like, jazz, like, all types of dope stuff. But at that time, I was like, this shit is whack. You know? But right. my first couple records were, like… I th oh, I think it was a Dre… Ex explosive? explosive? Wait, was Eminem on that? No, that was uh, that was Forgot About Dre. Yeah, Forgot About Dre. Yeah, with the instrumental on it. A single. And then like this crazy like trance breakbeat record. And a Scratch Pickle versus uh, X-Men. Like Rest in Peace Rock Raider. X-Men is a legendary New York turntable crew, you know? Oh shit, okay. Yeah, like they like pioneered like a bunch of crazy techniques, you know, and um damn. Like, I didn't even know that. Hell no. Nah. Yeah, legendary uh X-Men executioners. That's they changed their name to that. Uh yeah. My first tape um that I bought was fucking was Brandy um <laughs> single uh No, single? no, it was the album. It was the album, the brown one. The br with was fucking, it Brandy with the one I want to be yes. down on it? And sitting up in my room. Yeah. yeah, sitting in my room. Yeah. The, what, 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 I want to be down. Sitting in my yeah, room was on the uh, Wayne Textile soundtrack too. Yeah, yeah, that was after. It was um, I want to be down. What was her second single? Uh, baby. Baby, 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 baby. baby. Yeah, you so fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I wow. want to be down. Yeah, that's rare. My yeah. first album I ever bought with my money was Westside Connection. Nice. Bow down. Oh, Ninety six. I remember when that dropped. Circuit City. Yeah. My mom gave me. Circuit I had. City. I had a hundred dollars from like three different people. I don't know. Oh, like I had like nice. fifty dollars here. My mom gave me like nice. forty. You were a millionaire, the basically. I, hello, you get it. Gas was like a dollar fifty. Yeah, different times. Shout You're out to like Clint. twelve. You know, this when Bill was in there, like go, going up. Okay, we don't got to talk about it, but he was going up around that time. And then um yeah, went to Circuit City, bought a boombox, and then I knew I needed something that slapped. I knew I needed something that's like, I bought a boombox for like $85 and I had like 15 bucks left. I blew it all on this, wow. on the, on the, on the big ass like boombox. Like you two must big have ass felt speakers. amazing, bro. Bought Bow Down. My mom bought it, had a parental advisory sticker on it. I didn't know even that, man. Bro, fucked up my head ever since, bro. That now, and then after DJing. that, the other one was Big Willie style. Oh. <laughs> I, you see where I went I did from? not like that track. You didn't like Big Willie style with Miami on it? it uh, fucking Just the Two of Us? Just the Two of Us is good. That's a great song. Thank you. Because that's Thank the, you for a minute. Just the Two of Us is a good song. For me, that's what Will Smith is. He's like a family man rapper, you know? Slap. And like, Just Sorry. the Two of Us is like on brand for me, you know? Because I'm like, I mean, I, I don't know. He was just too wholesome for me back then. I liked I liked. See, more. that's why he snapped. 
It's like, snap. <laughs> it all makes sense, bro. See? I've had enough. I had enough. My whole life. Whole life been squeaky clean. I'm not just, just the two fresh of us. Prince. Parents just don't understand. Wild oh, Wild West. Parents. Men in Black. Men in Black was dope. Yeah. Man in Black was dope. He had a dance. Walk with me. Just walk with me. He That's was dancing true. with aliens. He put Michael Jackson That's in the true. third one. Like, niggas ain't. Come on, man. Nah, right. I, I respect this man. No, I would. I totally respect him. I totally respect. I would respect him. him. That's all we'll say. I told. Totally, I love Will Smith. We love Will. I love Will. I love though. Chris too. Yeah, but damn. I love Chris too. We love, love them both. both of them. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that's so current right now. It's sad. That's gonna be what are they? Forever. Was it the Oscars? The yes. Games? Yeah, I don't like the Oscars though. Bro, why? I don't support that bro? shit. It, bro, you know what I thought it's about? This old. It's played out. Talk it's just played out. It was dope, but now you know. It got we've, exposed. We've grown as a society so we should have some dope sh- it's some other entity that i wish it was like one gives out reward like awards show that was lit yeah like had that would be the house band with like the roots <laughs> like like some real dope shit yeah. the bet awards i guess i don't know the globes i said bet awards the globes you see the, the uh mtv <laughs> what <whatever laughs> happened to the vmas uh, I think maybe they just moved online or something. <laughs> I don't know. Do you still go on? MTV doesn't play know. videos. I don't really watch MTV anymore. I don't they don't I, play videos anymore? No. They ain't play videos since like World World something something. I said something something because I can't remember the actual name and people would, if I say a name, they'll just throw it out there. But yeah, bro. Nah, that's crazy, mm-hmm. dog. Yeah. Well, shout out, Will. We, we just went down a rabbit hole. We were saying, no. Oh, first albums. That's what I was talking yeah. about. So sorry. I was talking about Bow Down and then Big Willie style. Then, damn, I set that up. My bad. I knew. <laughs> that was a good album, still. I no, I, yeah. But then, so you. did you, when you first started DJing, were you DJing parties locally in your city or like your town? Like, how, when, when, when did you start actually making money from DJing? Like, when did it start? You're like, okay, like, was it hella years? Was it instantly? No, nah, it was gradually because like, I didn't. I really didn't care, so I would play for free all the time when I was like first starting, you know. But it wasn't playing like bars and clubs. It was like house parties and yeah. random spots, you know. But I wasn't. I wasn't. I was like kind of mixing, but not really mixing. I don't really remember, but it was probably not that dope. But <laughs> no. people thought it was dope and Bro, my- kept booking me and shit. Talk but shit. I was doing weird stuff. Like I was scratching like ninety percent of the set. Hella and, like, scratch. Where well, you do hella scratch, hella repeat. Like yeah, man. like weird, like records. No, no, no. I just be like, I would be playing like you know a record from nineteen seventy that's like nine minutes long, like a funk breakbeat synth thing. Yeah, with no words, you know. So it's dope music, like rock, like synth prog, but like at the party, you know, like people aren't prepared for like underground see, they want rare to gems you know like nerdy me like yeah. look at what I found cause yeah. that's what it was no, about like I'm DJ, like he bought this record you know yeah. like but as a DJ you wanna play those records you deep cuts you find because yeah. it might be motherfuckers in there but like, what the so, fuck is this yes it's always those people yes. cause I had to realize no, that for even sure. though you don't wanna go that deep but there's always someone that wants that. 100%. I agree. But there's an art to it. Right. You know, it's a skill that you yeah. got to like. It's a dance. It's a dance. Yeah. So that time I was just like, ugh. <laughs> I was very punk in my approach. Like everything back then, you know, like 
like I would wear shirts with like holes in it and shit. And people would be like, hey, you have your a hole in your shirt. And I'd be like, I know. <laughs> like, because it's right here. <laughs> like, you know, but back then it was intense, you know, I'm not looking back. But um, first making money was like when I, when I started, like, I don't know, that's because sometimes I would get gigs back then that paid a lot, you know? Okay. But it wasn't something I pursued. Like, I wasn't business artist, you know? Now I'm like half, half. Right. You know, I'm half about my art form, half about my business, you gotcha. know? So, you know, I'm like, so I guess when I started viewing it like that, like yeah. half, half, that's when I started making like regular money. So you were like, always getting like spot gigs for the most of the part, but it was never like consistent to. That I was never chasing like chasing the money. You weren't doing like, I hey, I'm gonna do this gig because I know I'm gonna get some money. You're like, yeah. no, I just want to rock. Like, yeah, I just want to rock. And, and like, if you guys want to have me play, like, hell yeah, thank you. Like, I'll fucking play. I think like, that's the most humblest approach. And they would give me money, you know, but I'd be like, any amount's fine. Because when I see them like doing like if it's DIY shit, you know, and you see them working hard and they're doing their thing, like, like, dude, let's fucking go. We're the same people. Right. We're coworkers, you know. We're like artists in this society like respect you if you're if you don't have that much money like i don't give a fuck i'll play for like super cheap you know like right. but you know i feel like uh st- coming up as a dj you have to do that you yeah. have to like have to be in news. the trenches you, you know? know it's funny like i always tell the story about uh reem cussing me out because i fucking I came in at a very sweet time when I first started DJing. I recognized I had some kind of like, I don't want to say privilege, but like my friends were all like already on. Like Speak was already doing his thing. Reem was UTB Dre, had that shit rolling. Like they were fucking with Wiz at the time. Yeah, Cassius was signed. And then they justified, I love that era. they justified me going on tour by like, hey, bro, you're gonna have to start DJing. <laughs> like, yeah, you better get I some remember bef- I, I knew you before you were DJing. No, you know, you do. Like, I was I just remember, pulling up to your yeah. parties. I was just pulling up I to your parties. I remember seeing seeing the globe when I was in Vietnam. I was like, bro. So around that whole time, that's what I use. I was actually making money from the jump making something. So you came into it already. Like making nice. something. Right. But then when I came home, shit changed. Yeah, it's Business life. changed. I had to start doing gigs and then that's when I was doing like Common Grounds, like the oh, vibes, yeah. like the whole, that, yeah. that whole gig. Then I started doing the S-Bar and the murder. But then that was my first residency but then I got paid for that. So then once I got paid for that, other gigs would hit me and be like, hey, I want to have you booked. And instead of doing hella gigs, I would be like, well, if you're not paying me, I'm not doing it because I already been getting paid. And Reem looked at me one time and was like, hey, my nigga, like, who the fuck do you think you are, bro? <laughs> he was like, do you understand how many shows Fail did for free? You know how many shows Speak has did for free? It not, got nothing. Like, literally had to drop probably money to get there to do the show. And then you have the right to think you should charge people right now. You haven't, you haven't sold out nothing on your own. Mm-hmm. You haven't packed yeah, out a party. Right. Like, you haven't been that dependable to where That's right. a promoter can be like, hey, I need you for X amount of night from this hours, and this many guaranteed people will come. Yeah. And this is like year two of me DJing. So I was just like, yeah, I can make some transitions. I've DJed a couple of our parties. I started on tour. So my whole mm-hmm. mind was warped. Right. <laughs> like, how you're warped saying tour. you were just DJing, like, you're like, hey, I just want to do it. I hear you and I'm like, damn, I did not have that experience. It was like, that's okay though, bro. Like, like, you but know? on the flip side, when everything switched, and then I realized that's not reality. 
because the tours stopped. They weren't yeah. as consistent. Business changed, things changed. Now I'm like, oh, I have to get some gigs. I have to do something. So nigga, those little free gigs, yeah, I'm doing them all. What's up? I'm pulling up. I'm doing your dispensary. I'm doing your album release party. And I'll just DJ an hour quick. All of a sudden, people want me for weddings. Boom, 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 boom. Down the wedding. Bye, bye, bye. I'm doing four or five weddings, like killing them though. Like hella RB vibes, house vibes. Yes. Then I'm realizing my palette's getting bigger and bigger because I've DJed in front of different crowds. Like I'll oh, do a hood sure. party, yes. a winery, <laughs> some shit that I can't even have cursing music. Yes. Like I'm sure you've gotten the, the, oh, the DJ gigs where they have a rule. My, my clean crate is, <laughs> is big. Bro. The clean like, crate yeah. is so necessary. Yeah. Like DJs, I hope they hear that. That's like, I used to be against the clean crate. I was like, fuck that. I'm only going to play what I want. Those clean gigs pay so I well. I'm just, I would play. I know. I'm just being honest. Like, real nigga, they pay on time. <laughs> if I lie, it, no, name every not. clean gig you've not, ever bro. done, they pay on no. time. It's very official. It, it, official. Got W9. Like, <laughs> you know. They make you start sending socials just, through. Like, Everything is like. Direct deposit on that day. email CC'd on there. <laughs> Text you like when money goes through everything. Get like, the alerts. Alert. <laughs> You're yeah. in the app. Yeah, you get a card afterwards. Thanks bro, for doing business. With bro, I've seen so much fun. Like, but you don't understand that with bro. DJ. Like, you <clears throat> start getting like you have to realize you have to open your mind up to all everything. So you even with all your arts and what you've been doing, I can see how you're just willing because you're like, bro, I could do this and make some money. I'm not really worried about making money off of it. I just really, really like doing this because I already have this. I do this. I do this. I do this. Me, I'm over here putting all my... No, I'm still like... No, I still feel like... I'm still worried. <laughs> you know? <You> still worried? <laughs> Not like... I love it. Because like, you know, um, it's a business, you know? So right. like, you know, my business is just has like many little outlets that I do or, or, you know, outputs I do in there. So I'm always like doing a bunch of stuff in it so in a sense yeah i'm not worried because it's not my only pursuit yeah you know but i mean we all got to have like multiple streams anyway it's the know? only so, way bro that's the only but way. only but only reason i say that is because if you look at your like you just you be working with so many different companies out here in la like our different brands i see you doing interviews with a lot of other people and like the mural you painted at Pink's, like just even oh, though yeah. that might not be like huge, that's huge though. That's, no, that's, that's huge. LA staple. Yeah, bro. totally, totally. So, it's huge. It's huge to me. And yeah. like you doing all that kind of stuff, like it, I really love just dig, digging into like what is the belly of that, like what what causes that, what give, what drives you to do that, Man. and just knowing you've been doing this since you're young, you just always had your hand in so many buckets. That's that's dope. Yeah, bro. yeah. I feel like. um I, I saw a quote today by Sonny Rollins saying something about uh, like practicing all the time, jazz, you know, like, and I'm like, oh, I've been doing like, because uh, my mind is, it's always kind of like thinking about something creative to like, there's always something I got to do, you know, right. whether it's like a poster, a song or like a design for this person or a blah, 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 That's photo right. shoot or whatever. I'm always like, but, you know, sometimes like, damn, I got to do I got to work, you know? Yeah, like, no, I feel you. I wish I could just chill. But, you know, the other half, I'm like, I'm glad I have that that strive, you know, because that's right. what that's I guess that's just who I am now, you know, and being able to accept that and like just like that takes time being like it's okay to yeah. do that you know it takes time you know because 
like growing up, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm a dope artist and whatever, but like, how do I contribute to society? Like, how do I um, directly help people? You know, so I explored a lot of different things. You know, like I almost went to school for psycho- to be a therapist. You know,、yeah. and blah blah blah, and like. You know a lot of like environmental things, you know, like direct helping and stuff. And then <clears throat> I'd always doubt myself, you know. And then like it didn't feel right or whatever. And everything would always lead me back to、uh, something creative, you know. So then a few years ago, I realized like, oh shit, that's my job here on Earth is like that's my skill set and what my vessel is here to. Like as a tool to translate here,、That's、you know,、crazy. that's my job. No, not to fucking he- clean water in a rural village in Vietnam or something, you know. Like、yeah. my job is to like create and do whatever I'm doing right now, and that emotionally affects people or whatever,、Fact. you know. Like, cause I, I I still like people hit me up all the time, still like strangers, like with these words, you know. And I'm like, damn, for real, like thanks, like. <laughs> Like they're like, you know, like it's really there's like an emotional connection that I don't like. I don't think when I create, I don't think about like, oh, it's gonna make people. I mean, of course, I think like, yo, people are gonna trip on this because it's dope.、Right. But I don't think like, oh, I hope I create a mental connection, like and yeah, trips, yeah, make someone、it. cry、right. about this, you know. Happens, but it happens, you know. And I'm like, wow, that's like. But I think I, that's when you finally like, tap into what you're divinely here for, like you said. Using your vessel as a light or as some kind of awakening, and that's that's a breaking point for a lot of people, and you know, and that's what you're not in a, in a great way though. Like sometimes、yeah. you might need to see that and inspire something to you that no one else could have got that message. Yeah, no one says what God's gonna use, you know, or the Creator、no、or whatever. Yeah, no one knows how it affected you. Did、yeah. that though, and you and you usually use your, excuse me, you use your vessel as that. And I love you say that because I always have that same theory about it. I always say I'm a vessel. People be like, "Oh, Kelly, you got this." And I was just talking to my friend Ray. You know, shout out Ray. We were talking this morning, and I literally was breaking it down like, "Hey, I'm a vessel. Like, I literally know what my job is here to do is just literally serve the Creator, but like do it in my way, but make sure I create something or push a culture for. But then, like, no, I'm literally just here for that. Don't try to do more." Don't, everything would be taken care of in some kind of way. Like life just works out. Like so, just what you're saying. Like you came from Riverside, went to Vietnam. <laughs> like I'm sure that was a crazy experience. It's pretty trippy out there. And now you're back out here, yeah, still doing your thing, but still <laughs> doing art, still pushing culture forward everywhere you touch. That's a real instrument,、yeah. bro. I'm still, I'm still、uh, learning all that, and、uh, you know, I like totally still figuring it all out. Because on a lot of days, I just feel. Just as confused as everyone else too, you know. Like、right. it's crazy, like being able to like own, empower yourself through like recognizing your own、uh, power and potential, and then it's the same time it's like you're fucking terrified because this world is is wild. Like there's some dark shit in this world, you know. And it's like I can't believe this shit really exists simultaneously as all the good stuff. Like how? What? Like that shit trips me out. You no, know, people like, don't talk about having to understand that the evil part is just as important as the good part. Yeah, it's as the same. As that sounds, it's the same shit. Because it's always gonna you know? happen. Yeah. And the moment you were able to accept that, that's the moment peace actually comes. Yeah, you can for real. Maneuver through those. Yeah. 
dark times more efficiently. Yeah, totally. Some of the most peaceful, nicest, most genuine, loving souls I've come across have like all been through some crazy stuff, you know, some wild Facts. stuff, you know. Facts. So that's why I love this podcast though, because I actually just love hearing people's stories because people make it through shit. Yeah, we just talking, yeah. yeah, it is, but like still again, like your life isn't easy. It's yeah, not. No. But the more you understand your purpose and the more you actually live and do that, it becomes a lot easier to do it. You have your purpose living. Like I know even when I'm doing lift or I'm freaking hustling, doing a bunch of other stuff that I probably don't want to do. I'm like, hey, I know what I'm doing it for. I'm literally, my job is to do these oh, podcasts. Yeah. My job is to do this music. My job is to do, yeah, bring people joy, make people laugh, bring the slaps when they want to dance. They've been doing like, I understand what that is, but then that humbles you. Like you're almost like a servant. Yeah, you, you gotta know? do it all, and then you feel, then you're like, okay, I'm doing it all. Like, it all comes then. I'm, I'm, I'm doing but it. But it's yeah. not as easy as it sounds. Cause just no, like we're saying, it's, it's a lot of fuck shit that happens in this industry. So much. For sure. So being able to maneuver through this and actually be able to pivot to something positive is low-key the goal. And when you're able to do that efficiently, I think that's when all your projects, all your dreams and everything actually does happen. You know? Because yeah. you, you'll always produce. You'll always keep going. You yeah. Know? So anyway, man. Diva say, I appreciate you pulling up, though. For real, for real, bro. We could, I know we can keep going. We got to come on for the part two, for sure, bro. Yes. For sure, for sure. Yeah. So where can people hear yourself? I know you got, you know, the, the rare Vietnamese wave music yep. on Bandcamp right now. Yeah. So shout that out, man. You got that uh, mix going. We're going to see our Coachella, too. Yes. Week two. Coachella, week dome. two. I'm doing week one. You're doing so week dome one ride, in the dome. Bro. Hell yeah, it's family. So where can people hear yourself, man? Yeah, so I just dropped a, a mixtape of rare Vietnamese new wave from the 1980s, made in Orange County. So this was made by a community of Vietnamese people. Uh, some are newly immigrants, some like grew up in OC, but um, they're basically like created their own take on like new wave and prog stuff. And I like remastered and re-edited uh, seven tracks and you can cop it on... Um, Bandcamp for free, Ardono. And uh, yeah, just uh, I'm on IG at Demon Slayer underscore underscore. And that's where everything is there. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's what's up, brother. I appreciate you, man. And for this podcast and Argun Radio, go to bigcaliworld.com. If you want to do your own podcast, please go to productiveculture.com backslash podcast in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Put in Big Cali World, put in Argun Radio. You will get that special discounted rate. Shout out Knockhouse Studios. You know this is, man. Demon Slayer, I appreciate you, brother. We're going to get into it deeper next time. Oh, right? yes. Episode two is going to be even deeper, bro. We're oh, going to sure. really go in there because we even get to go into Vietnam that deep. It's a lot more. So, you know, people stay tuned, though. Yes. But it's the man with the plan. I ain't Clark Kent, but some of the ladies do call me Superman. It's your boy, Big Cali. Feeling good, feeling great. It's Big Cali World. Let's go. Yeet. Appreciate you, brother. Yes. Big Cali World all the time. Extra lit, extra lit, extra lit. Big Cali World all the time. Extra lit, extra lit.